Welcome back to the Landscaper's Guide to Modern Sales and Marketing podcast. This is part two of a two-part interview with Monique Allen, the author of Stop Landscaping, Start Lifescaping. In the first part, which I strongly recommend that you watch on YouTube or listen to, we have a link to that in our show notes, Monique shares how she adapted to challenges with the labor market in 2021 and opened up to 90-day paid internships at her landscaping company. Her experiment worked in the spring, and she retained some great staff and repeated the experiment in the fall. And in this segment, though, Monique shares what did not work when it came to things like flex time and other. Now, before we dig into this episode, I invite you again to join me at the Landscapers Modern Sales and Marketing Summit, a two-day virtual event on November 17th and 18th focused on sales, recruiting, technology, and more to help you adapt and change to what's working now in today's crazy labor market and overall world, right? So check it out. Monique is going to be on the panel along with a lot of other great people. Get your tickets at landscapersummit.com. We weren't getting the leads that I knew we could. We weren't getting the right leads. What started happening is that our, our leads are more qualified. Our sales have probably gone up by about 10 to 15% a year. We're going to increase our sales volume by a million dollars in a year. So before we, we get more into the coaching and training that you're doing, what all right, so what about this didn't work? So it sounds like um, talking to your current team, opening the door to internships, paid internships, that worked. Um, you also experimented with flex time. And you know, flexibility means something different at every company and to different people. So what did you kind of clarify it to mean and what what you said it didn't work? Yeah. So um, flex time for us was um, first and second shift. So again, what we did was we looked at um, people who may have children who had to like drop them off at the bus or pick them up at a bus. And so uh, we couldn't have someone just work, you know, the short hours in between the two. They had to pick. Mm -hmm. They either got to drop their kids off or they got to pick their kids up. They couldn't do both. So we found out pretty quickly that the... Um, Second shift was the better version. Second shift was they started at 10 o'clock. First shift was they started early with everybody else, but they got to leave right after lunch. And it really, it just didn't work. And there's a couple of reasons why. It was so blazing hot a cup for like, it started in May. It was just so hot here. <clears throat> and it, nobody was really ready for how hot it got and how fast. And what was happening is that the crews were losing a person, sometimes two people, you know, at right when the day was at its hottest. And so you're already feeling crappy. And then those people get to go home and you don't not only have to finish, you've got to clean up. And mm. even though you could talk them through it, um, it just, I mean, it was a morale killer. It was just terrible. And so we, we did our best through the spring internship um, because we couldn't change people's jobs midstream. But when we launched the fall internship, we only offered second shift. So you either worked a full day or you could start at 10. And then we changed our break time so that all of our um, full-time staff would break at 945. Mm -hmm. And then at 10, they're back to work. But the crew lead is grabbing the, the interns 
and getting them started. They have a down, they had a, they had a break and whatever. So it just took us figuring that out, navigating what didn't work in the spring. Um, and then deciding that second shift was the only way to do it. Got it. Yep. Well, and, yep. and so one of the things that we talked about before we started recording was taking risks and, and experimenting, which uh, I believe is a key part of entrepreneurship and running a business. And, and the nature of business is that it's always changing. There's COVID and then there's this, this is shut down or there's a supply chain issue or there's a monsoon or I, what, whatever it is. I mean, um, you know, and that's one of the things that I love about working in the green industry is how resourceful landscapers are to generally figuring it out and adapting to it. And it always does though, involve some sort of risk. So how do you, how do you kind of hang with that? Like, how did, how did you, how did you hang with, uh, you know what, I'm going to try offering these five things and we're going to see what works. Cause sometimes I talk yeah. with clients or, um, people on my staff and they're they're they get, uncomfortable when it, when it comes to participating in some of those things? Yeah. Um, I would say that, you know, I'm a, I'm a creative at heart. I'm my, my genius is to, is that I'm able to find sort of that divine order and chaos. That's, that's what I do. I, I see through lines. Um, chaos doesn't scare me at all. I'm actually at my best when I meet up with the most chaotic things. So. Um, what I was able to do with my team was just say, look, we need help. We're having a big problem. We had been recruiting. Uh, we started recruiting. We recruited all March and basically got nobody. And we kept recruiting in April and it just wasn't looking good. And that's when I got this, okay, we're going to do an internship. And we just put it out there. Um, and I said, look at this. I don't know how else to help you. You can't do this by yourself. You need help. You need help that wants to be doing this. Mm -hmm. And so I said, but I have no idea if it's going to work. Like, are you willing to play? Like, are you willing to play? Because if it works, we're golden. If it doesn't work, we can tweak, try again, see what we can, you know, adjust. And then if it still doesn't work, we can just can it. I'm not going to be, it's up to you guys. You have to like it. And I, I think I'm, I'm very blessed and I have invested in this. My people do trust me and they know that I have their best interests at heart. And I think when an owner is able to develop that kind of rapport with their staff, mm -hmm. then their staff is really willing. Like if it's about getting the help they need, why not give it a shot? Great. Yeah. And I, I enjoy the chaos too. Um, it's kind of fun. <laughs> do you ever, uh, do you ever get bored in your business when there's a lack of chaos? Uh, no, because, um, because my threshold for chaos is very high. Um, and my staff's threshold for chaos is not. And so if yes. there's no <laughs> chaos for me, there's generally chaos for them. Sure. And I, you know, my job, I am the gardener of people. That's what I do. And so, um, because the landscape for me is easy. It, it's, e it's easy for me. So when the people need a little gardening, then I go and I tend them. So there's always so, a little chaos yeah. at hand. <laughs> sure. So tell me about gardening the people. Um, and, you know, we had talked about 30, 60, 90 day check-ins with people. Yep. And that in particular this year, you spent more time with your people, but it didn't feel like a burden. And 
what what were you doing uh, as far as gardening your people this year? Yeah, so it really is about tending morale, tending culture, and making sure that you are creating a safe container for them to operate at their highest level of professionalism. That isn't something that happens by accident. And um, it it's necessary. I've learned that if if you can have more uh, more touch points, then all of the touch points are less scary. As a matter of fact, they're not scary at all. They're incredibly enjoyable. So with the 30, 60, 90 for new newly onboarded people, my um, I have an, uh, a person who's dedicated. She's the employee experience manager, and she does all of our end-to-end talent management. And she does the 30-day. And then whoever the manager is, they do the 60-day with the employee experience manager, and then I do the 90 day. So I'm only doing one. Someone else is doing two and someone else is doing one. So you realize that now this person has gotten all this grooming and touching and tending and taken care of, but it hasn't been a burden for one person. And um, I have to give Marsha like such a shout out. She's so awesome. She has literally taken the things that, you know, fall out of my creative brain and, you know, she's, catching them and and she's such a great systems builder and she has built this incredible incredibly robust 30 60 90 that has KPIs that has a structure of raises so they're not only checking in on these KPIs they're not only checking in on their emotional state nine times out of ten they're walking out with a raise you know and it's probably nine point eight percent out of ten they're walking out with a raise so I think when people know that it's coming, they know that they have the opportunity to talk to somebody and they know that they're safe. So having Marsha talk to them in that first 30 days is critical. It's not their supervisor and it's not their Mm. employer. It's a very safe person that they can say, I'm struggling. I don't think this person likes me. I don't think I can do it. I didn't realize I couldn't work in the heat. She's so safe. And I think creating that incredibly safe container in that first 30 days, and then you you make it a little less safe in the next 30 days and a little less safe in the next 30 days. Like you're, you're, you're literally bringing them up in the ranks to be a little bit tougher and a little bit more robust um, so that they can really be a strong team player. And, and so what's Marsha's title at the, at the company? Employee experience manager. Wow. And, she, and her- so, and so is she, is that a new role this year or have you had that in the past? No, she's been in that, she's been in that role. She's had that title. I think this is her third year. Last year, and, she was employee <clears throat> experience manager slash COVID officer. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I bet. So, so yeah. does she work full time in that role? Yes. Yes. So, well, that... She's four days a week. Wow. So cool. Monique, what are you reading currently? Where are you Where are you getting inspired with uh, some of these leadership and management ideas? Uh, so I am reading, um, uh, I'm not going to remember, uh, Dan Sullivan. Dan Sullivan? So, mm, Sullivan. Uh, who he wrote, Who Not How. Um, oh, yeah. So I have, yeah, Who Not How in his new book, um, Gap and Gain or Gain and Gap or something like that just came out like three nights ago or something. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm reading that right now, which is, which is so 
crazy to read right now because I just gave a talk in Orlando in the summer at the um, Florida Nursery and Growers Associate Growers and Landscape Association, and I had a whole section in it about um, agency and the freedoms, the three freedoms. And I'm reading um, the gap and the gain, and he talks about agency and the three freedoms, and I was like, yes. <laughs> so I, I haven't heard of that. So what what is that? Agency and um, the three freedoms. Uh, well, so you know the. We have the freedom, we, we want to have the freedom from, from suffering, from pain, from persecution. Um, these are really important uh, in the United States rights. And um, so we, we want to have a life where we have freedom from persecution, judgment, um, Free, uh, you know, freedom. It's like if you think about the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, mm -hmm. freedom from is at the bottom. It's about all about survival and safety, right? Yeah, it it is, and that's why um, many people, I think, lose sight of freedom because they they have this perception of safety and things that they're given that <clears throat> they're like, oh, I don't, I don't need freedom. I, I, I'm, I'm, I have safety. So do you but find that's that? Just that that's just the bottom, right? So if someone in a company in their first 30 days has felt unsafe psychologically, we forget about this. And in the landscape industry, and I'm not even going to say not the landscape industry, the trades, construction, builders, the trades are notorious for eroding psychological safety. You know, toughen up, you know, there's so we have to be very careful because I believe that post COVID, which has heightened everybody's fear, we are now critically honed into the fact that we want to be safe. So if you go to a company and you feel psychologically unsafe, you're going to be like, I'm out because COVID, the whole pandemic trained us to protect ourselves in a way that we haven't been doing. And so freedom from is really important on that bottom part of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Freedom to is, you know, I, I, I'm free to schedule to be on a podcast with you. I'm free to cancel at the last minute if I want to, you know, I'm Thank free. You. Thanks to, for showing to, up. You're welcome. <laughs> um, you know, I'm free to be the founder and CEO of a landscape company, and I'm free to also build a coaching business. That is that next level up. I couldn't be free to do any of those things if I was hungry, right? Because I would just be thinking about putting food on the table. And then the third freedom is really the freedom to be. This is more of an internal freedom. This is the freedom that, you know, you're, you, you are able to stand powerfully in your authenticity and truly show up as Monique and truly show up as Jack. This is, this is a much deeper freedom and the other two have to exist. And if they don't exist, interestingly, the freedom to be can sometimes help light a fire under you to get the other two. So it's really exciting stuff because I think it speaks to humanity more than more than anything, but as entrepreneurs, um, I think we struggle a lot. And I think this struggle with the human 
component of employees and finding help, I think that's a struggle that is way different than trying to figure out how to build a load bearing wall, you know, where you can't get a piece of machinery in. What I have found with landscape business owners is they are the most creative, innovative, building stuff. Oh my gosh, like the stuff they can build. Put a couple humans in front of them and they're like, (gasps) you know? So yeah. I will, well, yeah. I think you're really onto something here. And I had another podcast guest, Local Roots, there in Pennsylvania, and they have a wait list for employees who are wanting to work with them. And one of the things they mentioned, one of their their owners mentioned creating a safe space for their employees to come and talk with them. And and they're talking about that those psychological needs that are often um, brushed aside in, in different shades jobs. And it makes doing those, those jobs really undesirable. And so when I, I meet with people like you or local roots, it is the, the people who are investing in learning and reading and personal development, and then putting resources into the people who work for them that are, are growing and thriving and and still making mistakes along the way. You mentioned a bunch of things that didn't work, but I really think you're you're onto it with you know thinking of the psychological needs. And it's interesting that you I like that you have a different person, an employee experience manager. That sounds really expensive, Monique, is what people are are thinking. She is a <laughs> um, employee experience manager. How is it expensive, or could you not well, have he, this position? So- right, I'm. I'm Talk to me about that. Yeah. So uh, in, I think it was 2018, I put an ad out for um, gardeners, gardener. I I think, I I think the title was gardeners wanted no experience necessary. And I had decided that I wanted to hire two um, gardeners that I could train to do it my way. And Marsha answered one of those ads and um, she she's a grown woman. She's, you know, got grown kids who have kids. I mean, this is, you know, and so she had a very good resume, had nothing to do with gardening, but had bought a house and been gardening for two, three years at that house and really loved it and was just trying to figure out what she wanted to do next. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, long story short in her resume was this incredible list of public service. And, um, you know, working for 911, the, um, you know, state police, uh, working for public safety at BC, like just, there was so much stuff. And so when I uh, talked to her, I said, so now that we've talked about how much you don't know about gardening and how interested you are in it, can we talk a little bit about your public safety background? And we started talking about it. And I said, how would you like to come in and learn how to garden three days a week or two days a week. And then the other two days a week or three days a week, however we do it, uh, help me build a safety program because I can't Mm. seem to do it. Right. So instead of hiring her at the super cheap rate for a novice gardener, I hired her at a little bit more Mm -hmm. thinking I was getting sort of this transferable skill. And the first year she built a training program, a safety program for me. Uh, the second year we started to build that out and she was still garden and she, and she was gardening. And then the second year she started to build that out a little bit more, um, but was actually 
got so busy that I didn't need her outside as much. And I kept her inside and she was doing three days a week. And then 2020 happened and it was COVID. And so I can't imagine life without her. And um, so it was not a big initial investment. It was a big investment in trust and taking that risk and looking at transferable skill. We have got to start looking at transferable skills and asking what did they do in the former in their former life that they could do for me now? That's what's going on with this intern. She she's in sales. She's been in sales forever. And I when she said she wanted to stay, I said, "Well, do you want to do this as your career?" And she sort of gave me a uh. And I said, "Well, could you sell this work?" And then her eyes lit up. Awesome. Well, I love it, Monique. So, you've shared a ton of value, a ton of takeaways. Uh, we could we could keep going, but it's time yeah. to wrap up here and okay. tell us a little bit. You you've started a new coaching program that I wanted people to hear about. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so it's called the Makers Business Building Group, and it is going to be a combination. So this is going to start in 2022. So it'll start right at the beginning of January, and it'll be an a year long program. And I'm uh, the people that I'm coaching now, I have a couple people who are going to come into it. And um, it's really moving. It's like part coaching, part mastermind, and part community building. And really what I have found in coaching people one-on-one is that we're solving the same problem over and over. And I think that what people need is the ability to hear what they're struggling with, but somebody else just said it. Somebody else just said they're struggling with it. And then they can go, oh, oh, me, I'm struggling with that too. And I feel like two things will happen, which I'm really, really excited about. The first thing is it's cheaper than one-on-one coaching. And so that fear around taking in or taking on a coach, um, I'm hoping to just make it go away because I really, really think more people need support. I wish I had gotten support way earlier than I did. I would have struggled Mm -hmm. less. Um, So that's the first thing. And the second thing is by doing it for a year, you, uh, you can allow yourself to take small risks, small steps and create those incremental wins. So it's not like I got to get everything done in three months. Right. You know? Um, Mm -hmm. And also we know that, especially for the landscapers, and I'm opening this up to all tradespeople, um, because as I told you when we were talking earlier, as a landscape contractor and I act as the general, I'm working with electricians and carpenters and builders and irrigation contractors. And I'm hearing this over and over, this struggle, um, is that if we're able to to talk in a group, I think what we're going to do is we're going to become more unified in what we're the way we're trying to change our industry. And I think the bottom line is we're not going back to anything. This there's no going back. There's no going back to normal. This is all going to be new. And the people who, like you said, are reading, elevating their self awareness, working in community with other contractors, they're the ones who are going to totally rebuild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right on. And so um, how can we learn more and connect with you? So I have been doing, um, I've, I sort of put myself on this Instagram challenge. So I have this whole series of videos on um, Instagram, which has sort of been how I've been uh, getting the word out there. 
And um, so definitely hop on my Instagram. It's at monique.allen and uh, follow me. That would be awesome. I think Instagram is doing some crazy new stuff. Uh, and I think they're going to be creating a favorites list, which is going to be really interesting. So when you get on there, once that's available, definitely fave me. Um, <laughs> but then, uh, then, uh, Monique at the garden If you're interested, just totally shoot me an email. It's the best way to do it. Just we'll have a personal conversation. Cool. And I'll put, um, I'll put that in the show notes for, for people who are watching and listening and Monique, yeah, thank awesome. you so much. It's been a real pleasure talking with you again. Thanks for coming back on the show. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. I got a ton of value from that and it was really interesting to hear that, you know, having a, an employee experience manager, and she's the second person to talk about really the emotional health of her employees on, on the podcast. And that's something that's really important with today's environment and today's workers. So anyways, I hope you got some value from that. I hope to see you at the summit. Register online at landscapersummit.com and I look forward to seeing you there.